everybody. This is the Lonely Guy, Steve Center, from the center of the known universe, Indianapolis, Indiana. Travel back with me through 60 years of recordings for the travels of Doctor Who. Each week, a new episode is discussed and dissected, starting with the very first Doctor leading up back through a timey-wimey journey to the present day. All right, everyone. This is episode two. This is... The way I understand it, episode one was called The Unearthly Child. This is called The Unearthly Child, colon, The Cave of Skulls. So we're just going to stick with Cave of Skulls. It starts out with, now first we don't know who this is. This is a, his, he looks like a caveman. He ends up being a caveman. And his name is Cal. We see Cal staring, we don't know what at. Fades away from Cal, goes to a group of, again, what look like cave people. And they're standing around a man who's on his knees and he's rubbing what looks like a a femur between his hands. And his name is Zah. And we learn that he is trying to make fire. His father was killed. His father had been the apparent leader of the group. I don't know, really, maybe tribe. They really don't make it clear as to what they're called. We'll call them tribe. A woman is confronting Zah. I don't know exactly what age they're supposed to be. They both look like they're in their early 20s. And so Zaw's trying to make fire. We learn through this interaction that his father was killed for making fire, even though he was the leader. So again, that's that's a little confusing because now the tribe is really wanting fire. So I'm no clear explanation why his father was killed, but now they want him to do it. He demands that this woman help him make the fire, but she doesn't know how, and it turns out neither does he. Nobody knows how to make the fire. When Zaw's father died, the secret of making the fire went with him. Initially, we're not sure who this woman is. I thought it was Zaw's wife, but she then tells him that because he can't make fire, her dad is going to give her to Cal who says that he can make fire and put Cal in charge. Zah at that point sets down the bone and he he just kind of bellows and screams out of anger and frustration for not being able to make this fire. Now we go back and it fades out, fades back into Cal who is again staring. And that's when we realize that he is staring at the police box. Now we fade away from Cal and we now fade back in the police box. We are seeing Ian and Barbara, and they're kind of waking up. Ian immediately expresses doubts regarding where they are, whether or not they're on a strange world, whether they traveled at all. Barbara is an instant believer. So the doctor gets up and he turns on a monitor. He shows them that wherever they are is this desert landscape. Now they have an interesting interchange where Ian calls him Dr. Foreman, Remember, Susan's name is Susan Foreman. He calls him Dr. Foreman, and the doctor responds, Dr. Who? And that is the first time we get a reference to the name Dr. Who. Ian continues to be a doubting Thomas, and he says, I can't believe we're on another world, and he demands proof. He is demanding that the doctor open the door and let them out of the TARDIS. While the doctor is saying, I've got to make sure it's safe, I've got to check the gas levels in the air and make sure that we can breathe it. 
and he tells him that they have gone back in time. That made me curious that maybe they were on Earth back in time. In this episode, that was never clarified. So maybe we assume, at least I'm assuming they were still on Earth, but back in time. Ian challenges and says there's no such thing as time travel. And that is a moment where the doctor kind of gets snarky. Basically says, you, know, what, you don't understand what time is. He then opens the door. He's determined it's safe. And Ian is shocked. Because, of course, they were in this junkyard with with the TARDIS in the middle of a town and now he's in this desert. So a couple of interesting things. The doctor says, I'm going to go pick up samples. Ian, and there really isn't any explanation given for this, but he, he kind of is wobbling as he walks and that only lasts for a really short period of time. Like literally this stroll for the next 10 seconds. Again, I guess still shocked him. Maybe he's stumbling because he's so surprised. Maybe that's what it was. Again, we don't see that before or after. The first thing when they actually get out of the TARDIS is that the doctor notes that the police box hasn't changed, that it's not supposed to be a police box anymore. And later, Susan will clarify, and I'm jumping ahead 30 seconds, but later Susan will clarify that wherever they go, the police box changes to disguise itself. The TARDIS does. But now it's stayed a police box. And of course, we know going forward and, you know, spoiler alert, it's going to stay a police box forever. Barbara, Susan, and Ian... So the granddaughter and the two companions to the side while the doctor's kind of gone off by himself and he says that he's doing research and while he's doing his research, Cal is watching him. Ian finally accepts where he's at and says, I was wrong. Barbara responds to this. She's very kind, but she says, Dr. Foreman, meaning Susan's grandfather, and Ian responds, no, no, that's not his name. You know, Dr. Who? And so this is the second time we get a reference to the name Dr. Who. They find Susan notices a case, and it's the doctor's case. He's left his supplies, his journal and his other supplies. And so at that point, Susan starts freaking out because she knows something's happened to her grandpa. And the three of them decide they got to go on an expedition and look for the doctor. We fade away from them. We go back to the cave and the woman who was with Zaw while he was trying to make the fire, her father's now talking to Zaw. And he said, Cal, he says he can make fire. And Zaw's kind of standing up for himself. And the guy said, well, you better figure this out and get fire going because I'm not sure who I'm going to give my daughter to. Cal walks into the cave and the doctor is over his shoulder. He claims that the doctor will show him, Cal, how to make fire. And he sets the doctor, kind of lays him down on a rock. Doctor's passed out. And the doctor's just laying there. The people around, because there are probably 20 people in this cave, they start demanding the Zaw make fire. And they tell him he needs to get revelation from the orb. And we're not really at this point. I don't know if we ever are in this episode. We were not told what the orb was. I wondered if it was the sun, although it is daylight, maybe that the sun would be more visible at certain times of the year. I just couldn't think of what else an orb would be. But we don't at this point. We don't know. But we do know that the orb is the one who's supposed to teach Zaw how to make fire. Cal stands up to Zaw, kind of gets in his face and is talking smack. He says the doctor can make fire come from his fingertips. And that references back to when he was watching the doctor and the doctor had all these tools. And one of the tools was some matches. And so he kind of internalized that the doctor was making the fire come out of his fingertips. Cal and Zaw are kind of bumping chests you know they're they're talking smack to each other doctor who stands up he kind of wakes up he stands up 
And he says, I can make all the fire you want because he overhears what they're arguing about. But then he realizes his matches are gone. And this goes back to it must have been left with all of his other stuff. And so he says, well, we have to go back to my ship. And once we get there, I can show you all how to make fire and give you all the fire that you want. They do not like that. They do not like the idea that he's trying to get them to leave. Zoss stands up on a rock and he starts talking smack about Cal, almost like he's preaching. And at that point, the people start threatening the doctor that they're going to kill him. Cal says he's going to kill the doctor. As he starts talking that he's got the die. He's like, grab the doctor by the arms. Susan runs into the cave, jumps on Cal's back and starts hitting the back of his head. Ian jumps in and starts to fight too. Zaw grabs Ian and he is about to kill Ian when the doctor says, no fire if you hurt him. And so the doctor kind of stood up for Ian and Zaw stopped and everybody stopped. They decide to arrest or capture the four of them now. They've got all four and they take them to the Cave of Skulls and they call it the Cave of Skulls. Now, Zaw talks to the old guy, you know, the older man about his daughter. And he says, you got to give me your daughter because I'm going to be the leader. As everybody's kind of left and calming down, this old woman is sitting there. And all of a sudden, (laughs) the way it was done, it felt like she was, I think they want to make her seem like she was kind of a mystic. It sort of sounded crazy the way they were having her do it. Like she was mentally ill. But but she says kind of randomly, you should have killed those four. You should have killed them. And Zaw steps back to her her and said soon the orb will return and when the orb returns then i will kill them we fade out now we're in the cave of skulls they're tied up ian notices and the doctor notice kind of at the same time that there are a bunch of skulls and all the skulls have these holes where the people have bashed in their heads now our heroes are in great danger so that's the end of episode number two a couple things i noticed in episode one they made susan seem like a genius but also they had her dancing to some rock music which isn't bad it's just kind of this silly teenager was kind of the the way they were presenting it in this chapter in this episode she was much more mature and really brave when the doctor was in trouble I mean, she didn't hesitate to attack cal i'm just going off i'm guessing after the first two episodes that we might see some back and forth with her person which maybe that's actually pretty standard for teenagers that they can be very mature one moment less mature just a few minutes later ian and barbara were not much help not much use during this episode uh in fact at the end of the episode does i look through it the only thing they did was got themselves captured i mean oftentimes in shows like this our heroes get into trouble so then we can see their heroism i haven't watched episode three but i'm wondering if that's what we're going to see because obviously they don't spend the rest of eternity in the cave of skulls so maybe we're going to see some heroism come out at that point but we certainly did not see it in episode two but we did see the doctor a much more doctor who-ish doctor as far as being smart and being, I thought he was much nicer in this episode. Like I said, in the first episode, he was really caustic, unnecessarily caustic. And maybe just because he wanted to get rid of them and not have them see inside the TARDIS. But he was much friendlier. I mean, he still was snarky when Ian disagreed with him and he's lecturing the cave people. But it was way toned down from episode one. So I'm excited about episode three where we're going to find out what happens to our heroes in the cave. Maybe see if our companions are going to step up help save the day or are we 
pretty much relying on Doctor Who. Okay, so as we talked about in the first podcast, we're going to rank these in order. Best episode to the worst, or the least best, however you want to put it. This is the second episode. The The first episode, An Unearthly Child, was, was number one, uh, which I guess happens when you've only watched one, but now we've watched two. And I've got to tell you, I thought The Cave of Skulls was quite a bit better than Unearthly Child. They introduced Doctor Who. We got the idea that the TARDIS is going to be stuck as a police box. They're traveling to a new world. And we really saw the doctor be more doctor-ish. You know, I think about what I'm hoping for for the future. I really want to see the companions step up. I mean, it's called Doctor Who for a reason. And so, you know, that's that was what I was excited to see. So I'm going to make the Cave of Skulls number one uh, out of our rankings. And an unearthly child will drop to number two. And if you're keeping score at home, don't tattoo yourself yet. We've got a couple hundred, 300 more or more episodes to go.